Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. We've been journeying through this Ephesians text, Ephesians chapter 3, verses 20 to 21. It's a a great doxology, which means it's a great word of glory. And uh, let's say these words. We've been doing it uh, each week. We've been digesting and and dissecting this text and applying it to our life, uh, carefully stepping through it. So let's read these words together, Ephesians chapter 3. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. God is able. Careful steps to Christmas. It's been our theme this Advent, and we're carefully, as I said, we're, we're treading the depths of these two verses, Ephesians chapter 3, 20 to 21. The, the first week we looked at now to him. Last week, Vicar Trevor talked about who is able to do. This week we're talking about according to his power, and next week to him be glory forever and ever. This Advent, we're unpacking those, those words, our God is able Carefully stepping, carefully traveling together toward Christmas, toward Emmanuel, toward God being with us. In our careful step today, one little step today is those little words in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, according to his power. A powerful phrase, a phrase that we could actually probably have a whole sermon series on. Power is the theme. In fact, in many ways, the book of Ephesians, in many ways, one of the biggest themes throughout Ephesians is power. And for us to say that God is able is for us to say that God is powerful. And we as human beings, we know about power, right? We've seen power abused in governments or in countries or in history or in communities or maybe in our own families, maybe in our own lives, and we've seen power abused by ourselves. We've abused power that's been given to us in our own lives. We know our own struggle with power. We want to control things in our thoughts, in our hearts, in our minds, in our actions, and and we're powerless at times to do it. At times we want to have enough power to control and influence our surroundings, but we can't. We know about power. We know about power in the created order. We know how we're dependent upon this power that God has given to us in creation and all of its manifestations. We've we've harnessed the power of our creator God's son. We've harnessed that power in electrical grids and solar panels and batteries, and we depend on that power to live, right? I mean, I remember when the power went down at church one, one day. It was like five years ago. The power went down. It was like a Monday. And we all looked at each other and we were like, what do we do now, you know? I remember living in St. Louis, so storms would come through and the power would be knocked out. The power went down, everything shut down, everything stopped, life stopped. We rely and we depend on the power. So thinking about this this past week, uh, anybody have one of these? Cell phone? Mm-hmm. Raise your hand if you have a, a mobile phone. Okay, all right, all right. We all have one, most of us do at least, right? When the power goes down on these things, what happens, right? I mean, we're suddenly filled with anxiety, right? Because we might miss a text, we might miss an email, we might miss a phone call. It could be an emergency. We might miss something on our phones. And this actually happened to me recently. This little iPhone of mine, it it wasn't holding its power correctly. It would crash at random times, 30%, 47%, 10%, 5%, 60%. It was, I never knew when it would randomly just shut down. 
And so this past week, it shut down again on me. I think it was 37% this time. And so our IT guru, John Ledbetter, here in the front row, he came in to be a saint and save me, right? But he said to me, he said, Mike, you know what? You're going to have to leave that phone with me for like an hour. And I was like, I mean, I got to give this. I mean, I have to give it to you for an hour, and I got to step away and go to my office and be away from the phone for a whole hour or something like that. He's like, yeah, you're going to have to, you know? And I did it by the grace of God. I was away from my phone for about... An hour, I somehow managed to live without this thing. But it's funny how we depend on these things, right? I mean, it we're like, what's going to happen? Something might happen in that hour when I don't have it. Well, Mr. Ledbetter himself, he fixed my phone. It works like a champ. New battery, new power, new phone. It's holding its power. It can get all the way down to 1%, and it's still working. In many ways, I kept thinking about our iPhones and our things and the power that we depend upon. And in many ways, it's like our lives, you see, in our, our society, it says that whenever we have adversity in our life or we have weakness or we have problems or we have doubts or whenever our batteries are running low, our society will say that by your own strength, by your own will, by your own determination, by your own power within you, you can charge yourself up. You can overcome. But you know, if you've ever tried that in your life, you know how futile it is, Right? It doesn't work. Just like our iPhones, we lose steam, we lose power. Eventually, it shuts down, and we need to plug into a power source that is outside of ourselves. And I was thinking that as we're taking these careful steps toward Christmas. It's reminded of the fact that this time of the year, this Christmas time, it kind of accentuates the highs and the lows in people's lives, Right? It accentuates those empowered times when our batteries are high and 90, 100%, we're we're charged up, we're powered up. But it also accentuates those low times when we're powerless and our batteries are down at 10, 5, 2, 1%, it's about to shut down. Made me think about my friends, made me think about my family, made me think about our church. On the, on the one hand, you got the high, powered up times. And I'm thinking of uh, my friends who are, are newlyweds, and they're celebrating their first Christmas together. I mean, they're powered up. They're charged up for Christmas, right? I think of my friends uh, who just had a baby, and the baby's welcome into the family, an extended family. This Christmas is going to be great. We have a new baby in the family. I thought about my friend who just landed a great job. He's being able to bring financial security and stability to his his house. I mean, they are charged up. They are powered up. Christmas is going to be great this year. Accentuates the highs, and it accentuates the lows. While I was thinking of all those folks, I was also in my mind thinking of those in my life who are in pain, who are struggling, going through a divorce. I have a friend who's going through a divorce, and uh, Christmas is not going to be the way he wants it to be. A friend whose baby's on life support this Christmas. A friend whose husband died recently. Thinking of a friend of mine who he and his family uh, had to move into a mobile home and they're renting out one room, uh, four people living in that little room in this mobile home. They're trying their hardest to make ends meet. Christmas is a little bit different for them this year. A college buddy of mine just received word that his wife was diagnosed with cancer. We all got something going on in our lives, right? And as I was thinking about these highs and these lows, I think about my own friends, my own life, thinking about many of yours lives, I'm reminded of the fact that it's this time Christmas sort of accentuates the highs and it accentuates the lows. It kind of highlights how much, how much charge we have in our batteries or how little much 
charge we have in our batteries. Question I have for you this morning, where are you at this Christmas time? You know, the reality is that some of us in the room, we're just charged up, we're powered up, we're 90, 100%. Some of us in this room, we're down at 10, 5, 2, maybe 1, we feel like our lives are about to shut down. Some of us were in between, some of us were dancing back and forth. My prayer for you this morning, especially if your battery is low, I hope that right now in this service you are connecting and plugging into God and you can feel him charging you up. But I also think we can learn quite a bit from St. Paul. I think we also can learn quite a bit from our society right now and some of the believers out there who are proclaiming the truth of hope in the midst of hopeless times. Because you see, St. Paul, when we read those words from Ephesians 3, 20 to 21, St. Paul wasn't writing those words from a Starbucks sipping on some Christmas macchiato or something, right? St. Paul wrote those words from prison. He wrote the book of Ephesians from prison. And you would think that if St. Paul was in prison, unjustly prison, you would think that that would feel like a powerless time in his life. I mean, just imagine what would it be like right now for you to be imprisoned unjustly this Christmas? Would it be possible for you to celebrate the birth of Jesus? I'm pretty sure that some of you in this room, uh, obviously you're not in prison, but you may feel imprisoned. You may feel imprisoned by a divorce or a death or a financial issue or disease or, or some sort of abuse or whatever. We've all got something. I don't know what it is for you. But I want you to look at what St. Paul does. A few verses right before this great doxology, these great words of glory that we've been focusing on this Advent time. Paul, from prison, he prays to the Father, not for himself, not for himself to have strength, but he prays to the Father that the Father in heaven would strengthen his dear family at Ephesus, his fellow believers in Christ, that they would be strengthened with a power that comes from outside. That they would plug in to God and to his strength and his power for their lives. So in Ephesians 3 verse 16, he says these words. He says, I pray that out of God's glorious riches that he would strengthen you. That he would strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. That's through trust, that's through belief, that's through a relationship of dependence upon Jesus. Paul, he's in prison. He's in what seems to be a situation where he would be powerless and his battery is misfunctioning. He's down at 1%, about to shut down at any moment. You would think that's where he would be in prison. There's no Christmas cookies, there's no Christmas concert, there's no Christmas carols, there's no nice, awesome Walker Hall worship center with beautiful trees and awesome music. There's no ability to go to church and be connected with other believers for St. Paul. Yet oddly enough, St. Paul is filled with power. He's filled with Christmas cheer. He's filled with, with Christmas hope. He is filled with the power of God. The spirit of God is in his inner being. His battery is charged up 100% because Christ dwells in his heart. He is plugged in to God. Jesus is on the inside for Paul. He wants that for the Ephesians, and he wants that for you and me 
this Christmas because when we have the power of Jesus on the inside, we can overcome any adversity, any sadness, any tragedy, any injustice. And I was reminded of that this week in a powerful way. I mean, this is happening right here in the United States of America, in our country, on the news, in the media. I saw these very words lived out just past Monday. It was the testimony of a woman named Judy Scott. You may have seen her testimony on TV. Her son was shot to death five times in the back in 2015. And this past week was a big week for her entire family. Just a couple of weeks, right before Christmas, and a mistrial was declared. Judy Scott, she's in a, what would seem to be powerless, unjust, sad situation. And she speaks some very powerful words of encouragement to us all this Christmas. Take a look at these words. I'm not sad. And I want you to know why I'm not sad. Because Jesus is on the inside. And I know that justice will be served because the God that I serve, he's able. He told me to wait on the Lord and be of good courage. And God, he is strengthening my heart. I believe God. I am encouraged because I know God is able. I'm going to rest in the Lord because you see, the reason why I can speak like I am because the joy of the Lord is my strength. And I have been born again. I've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. And there's something about Jesus when he's on the inside. I fear not. Amen. Judy can preach the word, huh? I mean, she didn't have any notes. She didn't have an iPad in front of her or anything, man. She's preaching from her heart. I love those words. I mean, they brought me to tears this past week. The more I reflected on it, this woman, powerful words. It fits so well into what we're talking about this Advent, that our God is able she said, there's something about Jesus. When he is on the inside, I fear not. Ephesians 3, verse 20. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. I mean, Judy Scott, she is a powerful, strong woman of faith. And you would think that her battery levels would be low right now, about to shut down this Christmas as her her family grieves and they're filled with sadness and anger at injustice and at racism. But like Paul in prison writing to the Ephesians, as God used St. Paul to send a message of hope in God's power, so God is using Judy this Christmas Two and a half million people viewed that video in the United States of America just on one little Facebook site. That included all the other news channels, all the other videos that went out where she proclaimed the gospel of Jesus Christ. Powerful. Millions of people heard Judy Scott proclaim a message of hope even when it appears to be hopeless. Millions of people heard Judy Scott proclaim the message of Advent and Christmas that we've been talking about right here. That not only is our God able, that he is with us. 
And I think that St. Paul declares to us today, this morning, and Judy Scott declares to us this morning that if your battery is low over the next two weeks, I encourage you to plug into God. Plug into him before you shut down. Get your Bible out. Read the word. I mean, those words that Judy speaks, I mean, the word of God is deep into her heart, into her being. It just flowed out of who she is. Spend time with Luke chapter 1 and chapter 2. Plug into Matthew chapter 1 and chapter 2. Read the scriptures. Plug into the power of God for your life and feel your batteries charge up. Thank you for being in worship this morning. Come to worship this Christmas as much as you can. This is your family. Your family needs you and you need your family. God promises to recharge us through each other is the body of Christ because we are the body of Christ. And I want you, to, if you're out there and you're thinking, my battery is charged up this Christmas. I'm at 100% and then some, you know. I even got an extra battery pack in my pocket here. I'm, I'm, I'm charged up. If that's you right now, I hope that over the next two weeks that you won't only be open, but you're going to seek those around you in your life, in your sphere of influence. Find those around you who will only be able to experience the power of Christmas through your love, through your care, through your concern, through your conversation, through your invitation for them to plug into God and his power for their lives. St. Paul's prayer for the Ephesians and for us from 2,000 years ago and the words of Judy Scott for us this very week. I, see, I think we see them in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16. I pray that out of his glorious riches, God may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's people. Power to do what? Power to grasp how wide and how long and how high and how deep is the love of Christ. And this, verse 19, power to know. Power to know this love that surpasses knowledge. That you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God.